0: hello welcome back to 13 days of Halloween. that one might be the most frightening so far
1: Um, shedheads, we are doing a series of mini sods this October leading up to Kelly's favorite holiday, Halloween. So we're calling it 13 Days of Halloween. Um, today we are talking about urban legends. Mm -hmm. Uh Kelly, why did you want this on the on the on the agenda?
2: It's it's really fun. And I, I think uh one of one of the best things, and it doesn't happen that often anymore, or maybe I just don't have good enough friends where we just, you know, like, sit around the campfire and, like, ghost stories and stuff. <laughs> I
1: invited you over for campfires <laughs> numerous times.
2: <laughs> we do get s'mores, which I like, but, uh, oh my gosh, the next time we do it, I, I bet your partner would tell the best scary stories. Yes, yes, mm. for sure. So we should, we should do that. But um, I don't know, urban legends, they're so fun, and I love the fact that, like, Everyone knows them somehow. I don't even I don't even know how I heard about them the first time, but you know, like we all know about the guy with the hook for a hand, <laughs> and we all know about you know the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my personal favorite is this one, which is a young woman, we'll say probably early twenties, is driving somewhere and she's low on gas and it's storming. And she's not entirely sure if she can make it, you know, all the way home. So she stops in at like the world's creepiest gas station. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's, you know, just really bad. And somehow it's one of those that's still like full service. So you don't pump your own gas. Someone does it for you. And there's a place in Delaware near where my mom lives that does it. And she loves it. Like she will go out of her way to get gas there so that somebody else will do it for her. Mm-hmm. Not the point. So anyway, Um this guy comes and he's like the creepiest looking person you have ever seen in your life. Like he's kind of just gross. And I mean, you, you know, you can probably picture him in your head. Mm-hmm. So he seems to just be staring at her. And then like he takes the credit card inside and he comes back out and he's like, Oh, you know, the credit card company wants to talk to you. So she gets out of the car and he just, like, he like they go into the gas station, he locks the door, and then, like, she's freaking out because she knows that something is very, very wrong, but she manages to get away from him and gets back in her car, and then as she's driving away, she hears him yelling something, but she doesn't know quite what it is, mm-hmm. which is too bad because it was the warning, someone's in your backseat, and that's mm-hmm. what he was trying to tell her. Uh-huh. <laughs> But she finds out later because about two blocks later, the person sits up, stabs her through the back of the the chair, and she dies.
1: Wow. Yeah, I've definitely heard that one before.
2: I don't think I have. Yeah. I I always look, and you know, I always have yeah. my vaccine Yeah. Like always. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Rachel, do you do you have a like an urban legend that freaks you out the most?
0: I do. And it's actually a local one oh. uh, near where I live in Maine. Um, and I've known this one since I was a kid, um, but it's called the route 26 hitchhiker. <laughs> so uh, near where oh. I live, there's this town called Poland, Maine, and um, there's this uh, route that goes through it pretty remote. And yeah, um, The legend goes that if you're driving down that road at night, um, you'll see a young woman in a white dress walking down the road, um, just sort of slowly walking. She's not even, she's technically hitchhiking, but like also doesn't seem that desperate. But like, if you stop to pick her up, um, she's, will get in your front seat. And then as you're driving, she'll just at some point disappear. And The legend is, you know, people kind of disagree on like, whether she's a bride or like a teenager going to prom. Um, But all they know is that she's wears wearing a white dress. Uh, You pick her up and on the way to the destination, she will disappear. So I always thought that was a very, there've been numerous people who've sort of had the same experience and Describe it very similarly. So I just always find that very
2: spooky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember hearing that one too.
2: It's not actually local. There's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
1: (laughs) It's probably one that, like, a lot of places have their own version of it. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, on this road, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think there's, like, one version where she disappears when you go by the cemetery, because that's her stop.
0: Mm. Maybe. Probably. There's also one um, in, uh, I think it's on the Greenwoods Road in Sumner, which is near where we grew up, and there's a bridge there, and there's, like, an urban legend where if you stop on the bridge, like, there will be um, another car that comes along that stops on the bridge and like a woman will come out and ask for help. And, um, it's some sort of ghost story. I don't know all the, uh,
1: details, but that one went around a lot when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I think of urban legends, I think of a lot of like food related ones. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are pretty like, uh, you know, like, and especially thinking about Halloween and like candy, like will, you know, if you drink soda and eat pop rocks you'll explode you know yes. stuff like that um but there's <laughs> one that um like comes up every halloween that is actually like studied by social scientists um Joel Best in, is a sociologist who like has written about a lot about this um and there's an episode of the podcast you're wrong about um about like food related urban legends that it that talks about this too but the the myth is that um people will poison Halloween candy or put razor blades in mm-hmm. the Halloween candy and then give it out to kids and like <laughs> and so yes. this like was like a thing, right? And probably still is. And so like par- you know, parents would be like, well, let me check your candy before you eat it or whatever. And it's like not a thing that actually happened, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, maybe like. I don't know, I I can't remember where it started, but it's not like something that's like widespreadly happening enough, but based like compared to the amount of times people mention it or talk about it. Um, so I always uh, (laughs) think about that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember hearing that a lot when I was a kid. And then I think I listened to that episode.
2: Yeah. Um, there was one time though, when it really did happen and it was it was something like the dad poisoned the candy and killed right. his kid.
1: Right. But it wasn't in, a stranger dangerous situation. Right.
2: Yeah. And like too, you know, somebody poisoned the candy. Like you're not gonna be able to tell. Right. Probably right. unless it looks super homemade. And then, you know, probably don't let your kid eat it anyway.
1: Right. Well, homemade candy and and treats were like the very bottom tier. Like yeah. <laughs> But those except candied Gram- apples would not get eaten,
2: except
1: for Grammy's <laughs> popcorn balls. Well, that's different. I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's like a person you know who made yeah. them. Yeah, not like that weird lady down the street who yeah. would either give you that or like a box of raisins. Oh, raisins
0: would Screw that lady. <laughs> you know what you know what you
2: know
1: what you should read. You
0: know what you should read. It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your tea.